On today's show, a lot of heartburn over the proposed food tax increase. And the question, censure over impeachment. Representative Ben McAdams is on the censure train. Tune in Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 for Dave and Dijanovic. Now is the time to find your color, your paint, and everything to get started during red, white, and blue savings at the Home Depot. Transforming your room is easier than ever. With the best deals online and in-store, you can confidently select your color and the tools for your next paint project. Get a colorful new experience and the right paint for the right price. Save $10 on one gallon and $40 off three and five gallons for a limited time only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 25 gallons per household. See store for details. This is Innovation and Leadership, where we interview Navy SEALs, venture capitalists, pro athletes, best-selling authors, Hollywood filmmakers, really as many different kinds of high achievers as we can get to come on the show. Today's episode is going to be from our mini-series that we created with Corporate Alliance, asking top CEOs and executives and entrepreneurs who have had very large exits specifically about their thoughts on leadership and people. Also, I want to talk to you about one of our show's sponsors. I met these guys back on episode six. CEO Zach Smith was telling me all about starting a skateboard company and how much he hated doing the bookkeeping uh, for a skateboard shop and how he really uh, got led to start this business, Bookly, that's a hybrid combining bookkeeping software and human services. And I'll tell you why I let him become a sponsor. It's because I use their service now. I don't love paying 50 bucks an hour for bookkeepers to do stuff that I know software could do way, way cheaper, but uh, I don't love bookkeeping at all. So I want a real live human who knows what they're talking about to help me with the stuff I don't understand. Uh, Probably the straw that broke the camel's back for me though, the thing that put me over the top was that they could do my taxes and payroll also. Um, So totally suggest checking them out. Go to their website, bookly.co and check out their flat rates. I've been super happy with them. So now on to today's episode. Today on the show, we've got Brandon Fugel. Brandon, thanks for making time. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. And it's a privilege to be with you today and answer any questions you have and give you uh, an overview on business and maybe the commercial real estate business. Yeah, for sure. So... Um, you're kind of a big deal around here. I've heard your name a bunch of times. Tell us, for people who don't know what you do, tell us about your business. Yeah. I'm chairman of Cobalt Banker Commercial Advisors. I'm also the owner. We are the fastest growing mid-market commercial real estate firm in the United States. It happened to be based in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I'm also the number one producer globally for the Cobalt Banker Commercial Network and brand out of 3,000 agents. And uh, have had the privilege of working with, I believe, some of the leading entrepreneurs, business leaders, and developers in the Intermountain West. Um, This has been my life and career and focus since I was one week out of high school at age 18. So I I started at a very young age focused on business and have uh, continued to uh, expand my, uh, my efforts and reach, and now we're focusing on a national and international stage, yet keeping true to our Utah, you know, cultural magic, if you will. Sure. And so, so tons of people are familiar with the Caldwell Banker name. It's, it's got such a great reputation in the market. Tell me about your involvement with that and, you know, the additional offices you guys have been growing and all this. You bet. You know, my association with Caldwell Banker Commercial started back in 98. I left a prominent commercial real estate firm where I was the top producer at a young age, age 24, 
and uh, the franchise came available uh, for Coldwell Banker Commercial in the Salt Lake area market. Uh, a little background on on Coldwell Banker, uh, founded by two gentlemen, Benjamin Banker and Colbert Coldwell, back in 1906 in San Francisco. Coldwell Banker Commercial was the preeminent commercial real estate firm in really the world for decades, and uh, and there was a period of time when it was sold back in the late 80s uh, to a group of investors that went and took uh, the commercial enterprise public. It's now known as CBRE, which is a competitor to us, and uh, there was a non-compete. I came into the picture in, in the late 90s when that non-compete had run out. Um, secured the franchise uh, with partners here in the Salt Lake area market and and really restored that legacy. And it, one thing that really resonated with me was was the focus that Benjamin Banker at Colbert Coldwell had in the Bay Area over 100 years ago, which was focused on business and and not being transaction-oriented or, or really focused on commissioned sales, but but rather focused on being advisors to captains of industry, community builders, if you will. They took great pride in working with community leaders and entrepreneurs in order to rebuild the uh, San Francisco area market following the uh, tragic earthquake at the time and ended up uh, building what, what, what became the preeminent commercial real estate um, brand and enterprise. So we're very fortunate to have that legacy behind us and that foundation. We uh, presently have 30 offices in 11 states, uh, nearly 600 professionals, and uh, continue to to grow and develop our uh, practice. And at the same time, I'm focused on representing, I think, the leading commercial developers and entrepreneurs in the Intermountain West and have the privilege of working on, I think, the the signature projects that are changing the landscape of our communities and uh, business. So it's 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 a fun privilege to have to have a front row seat to the changing landscape in a very literal sense uh, on a day to day basis. Sure, um, you know, thinking about the name of the show, people in leadership, right? We're both members of the C four group at, at Corporate Alliance. Um, you're such a Busy guy, you got a million things going on. Why, why take the time to be a part of a group like that? You know, one thing I've always appreciated about Corporate Alliance and their approach to business is their focus on relationships. You know, when it all comes down to it, I mean, business is about relationships. It's not about selling widgets or services, but it's it's really developing relationships of trust and bringing value. Uh, to those relationships and uh, and and having an impact on the world around you, that's um, that's it, really been um, a a fun part of the opportunity with Corporate Alliance to really build relationships that have been enduring with other business leaders and to 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 really work together collaboratively in order to uh, propel our markets uh, to the next level and to help each other. I think. Uh, it's sometimes very lonely in the C-suite, you know, as the as the chief executive or the chairman or owner of a of a company. Um, you know, any business leader, entrepreneur, at uh, various points of time, you know, takes that lonely walk out to the parking lot and finds himself to be the only car <laughs> remaining uh, in the parking lot or the only one in the office because uh, you know it all depends on you and 
it uh, it takes an added level of commitment and you know finding peers and confidants in the business community that you can collaborate with and lean on is uh, I think a a significant benefit with being involved with corporate alliance it's been an honor um, for me to be with the organization since inception and uh, you know it's part of being part of the the community it almost gets envisioned by people who aren't there as like the lone eagle you know the guy out blazing a trail and in some ways it's true but really when i think about the ceos i look up to that i hope to be more like they have extremely strong social networks right it's absolutely and you know it really does take a team it's a team effort no one man or or woman uh, does it all on their own i mean it takes uh, a team effort especially in this competitive day and age i'm i'm very fortunate my ceo and partner is a is a man named luke kramer who happens to be on the international board of the world trade centers association he is one of four north americans that uh, sits on that board and having having lou as a confidant and as a a leader and partner in in really helping to motivate people and i think deliver superior results and service to clients and and bringing that perspective um, has been an important part of our success. Lou has been at the intersection of public-private partnerships for decades, and uh, and having him as a as a key player in the executive suite here at Coldwell Banker Commercial has has really been a privilege. Well, you know, here's another guy that's a big deal in the community, right? Um, yeah. uh, and now, do I understand, was Lou like a White House fellow in the Reagan administration or something? Correct. He was a Reagan White House fellow. Uh, actually was part of the inaugural uh, law uh, class of uh, BYU's law school and uh, went on to teach at both Georgetown and USC and, and, uh, and built an impressive career in Washington, D.C. Be- be- before being recruited back by former, John, uh, former Governor John Huntsman to lead the uh, World Trade Center here in Utah and and really focus on prioritizing economic development uh, here in the state of Utah. I mean, that was over a decade ago, and you see the fruits of that labor really um, manifest in the dynamic public-private partnerships that exist here in Utah that are, are quite special. Uh, it is no coincidence that our market continues to be ranked in the top two or three by Forbes, Fortune, and others um, nearly every year. And it's really due to those public-private partnerships and that engagement along with a number of other factors. And Lou has been really at the center of that, uh, that arena for some time and, and I think helped establish the tone and policy that has brought us to this uh, exciting point. How many entrepreneurs um, are growing a business and they want to have some have someone like that to bring on, right? Um, how did you How did you build a relationship like that, or how did it get to the, you know How did you get to the point where someone like that trusted you enough that they wanted to come in with you? Well, I think w- we had the opportunity to work together on various initiatives in the community that were economic development oriented, and I I know of no other business that is more economic development centric than the commercial real estate business. In fact, that is what drove me into the commercial real estate business at age 18, you know, right out of high school. I, I found that commercial real estate was, was really a, 
a powerful career path that would afford me the opportunity to work with the captains of industry at a very young age. Uh, you truly can't be in business today and not have a real estate strategy. It, uh, it is, it's just like death and taxes. You can't escape it. If you're going to be expanding and growing as a business, um, you really need to have a, a strategy. And, and I think you know, the opportunity to be a trusted advisor to those captains of industry and work with those companies from the garage stage all the way through to multi-billion dollar IPO is, uh, is quite exciting. We've seen a lot of incredible growth here in the Intermountain West, um, you know, here in Utah specifically with some companies that are making national headlines right now. And it has been a lot of fun to work with those CEOs since inception since those companies literally came out of the garage in many cases, and to see their uh, very formidable footprint and impact on our communities. But, uh, it, you know, it's, it's working with community leaders and economic developers that has, has really helped us, I think, um, have a measurable uh, impact on our business community. Also, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Skillshare. They're doing a promo for us. For everybody listening to the show, it's skillshare.com slash leader, where they're going to let anybody get two months of access to their 18,000 classes for just 99 cents uh, at that code, skillshare.com slash leader. And I think for me, one of the reasons that I like Skillshare and, and probably like the classes that are most attractive to me are the really high credibility ones like you can learn email marketing from MailChimp I mean these are the guys that make 500 million dollars a year sending email out for their customers they've got the data they've they're legitimate experts on the subject and as I'm getting advice I know that I should be building my list better than I am that's the kind of people that I want to get my advice from and, and you can get it right there on those classes one last time, uh, if you want that 99 cents for the two months, it's skillshare.com slash leader. So um, thinking about people who want to get more involved in the business community and, and people who want to be able to build those kind of relationships, what kind of advice do you have for the rest of us of things that worked for you as you did that? You know, I think focusing on relationships and adding value and, and focusing on when to tell people not to do a deal just as much as telling them when to you know, make a transaction or enter into a uh, and transaction is important. I think, you know, people need to know that you're looking out for their best interests and that you're going to do whatever it takes in order to protect them and to help them achieve the optimal results, regardless of whether they're, you know, <clears throat> purchasing a building, leasing, developing, you name it. And I think helping them navigate that very treacherous landscape which uh, which can be quite costly at times, and in helping them, in so many cases, save millions of dollars in the process that wouldn't otherwise be uh, be saved. I mean, that's that's really important. But it really does come down to relationships. Uh, this is a relationship oriented business, and uh, and I think really putting the re- the relationship first and foremost is key to success. You know, it seems like. That takes a certain amount of delay gratification, though, to have long-term thinking, to not just be thinking of, you know, as they're talking, we're calculating a commission check in our head, right? And to to be invested in their success 
ahead of ours, you know, people pick up on that, don't you think? They can sense it. Uh, I mean, people can sense when someone's just trying to get in front of a commission or trying to make a sale, and it's really a turnoff to the executives. I mean, but if they feel that you truly have their interest so hard, it changes the entire dynamic. Uh, It's funny, you know, commercial real estate business is not an easy business. I made $500 my first year working full-time and going to school. And it wasn't until years into my career that I was able to finally see momentum and and create the income that uh, that really made it <laughs> made it worthwhile. But uh, you know, I think making sure you you're focusing on on really adding value as opposed to getting in front of a transaction is is key. Um, and and people really gravitate toward others that are trying to add value and, and really looking um, to them to, to provide service. You, you know, where you're setting the example for 600 professionals, right, and, and you've got this team, I'm interested in any thoughts you have about helping with your, you know, how does your leadership style help people have more t- long-term thinking? We live in this social media age, you know, it's like a microwave society we want it as long as long as it's fast quick and cheap right um you've got a lot of people looking to you what what kind of things have you found didn't work and what did you switch to that did work well first i think you have to help people see things from an abundance point of view as as opposed to a scarcity point of view that working together in teams will likely produce greater results, not only for you individually, but for the clientele. And, and you know, I, I often see that one plus one does not equal two. It equals five. It equals ten. And and that's one thing that we try to encourage on, on a day-to-day basis is teaming and working together collaboratively uh, in order to, to really produce, I think, greater results and to lead the market. Uh, so, uh, you know, moving from there, I think, you know, encouraging proper training and professional excellence, you know, always sharpening the saw and never becoming complacent is key as well. I mean, our market is changing every minute. Um, I don't think there, there's anything more dynamic than our current business climate right now with, uh, with how much, you know, cloud computing and, and the Internet has literally transformed and disrupted entire industries. I think keeping keeping up on that and being on the bleeding edge of of research and data and trends and and being able to advise clients and and help consult with them so they can hopefully get ahead of the curve is is also key as well sure um what's some examples somebody else is running a a firm there there's a ceo listening today and they're thinking okay you know training is good encouraging teams is good what's what's an example of of like uh, of the way that works here well in my case we pull together really uh more multidisciplinary uh professionals so i mean having a one-size-fits-all approach uh doesn't usually serve the clients well so encouraging people to specialize and then you know, working to develop teams and groups of professionals that really focus on those areas of specialization. So, for example, I have a team that I work with and, and partner with here at Coldwell Banker Commercial that focuses 
singularly on corporate services and Class A office leasing, both locally and nationally, and has really uh, honed their craft and is is staying on the cutting edge of trends relative to office brokerage and the the lease and sale of office buildings. We have teams and a a, a disciplined group that is focusing on retail brokerage, representing the likes of Target, Costco, Best Buy, uh, Barnes and Noble, Victoria's Secret. Um, I mean, the who's who of retail, and you know, it requires a completely different set of uh, skills in many cases and special market insight. I mean, anyone can put up a sign and wait for the phone to ring and circulate some flyers or put something on the internet when it comes to real estate marketing. It, uh, you know, I think it, it requires a more proprietary, proprietary data and market intelligence-driven approach in order to truly add value to, to a transaction and, and really be a trusted advisor to the CEOs and captains of industry as they are evaluating their own real estate strategy and, and working to, to address the challenges that come with expansion or downsizing. And, you know, we, we try to, to encourage those um, areas of specialization in order to, I think, um, elevate um, professionalism not only in our industry but also with our firm. You know, um, you've used this word a couple of times during the conversation, trusted advisor, right? And certainly, you know, our management consulting firm, Mylan Advisors, this is what we're trying to earn that status in the eyes of our clients too, right? And, you know, it's so evident that being an expert on something isn't enough, right? Um, when you think about people that you feel like are a trusted advisor, whether to you or, or in other situations that you look up to, what are some of the traits of, of people that you think are, you know, they're not just a self-proclaimed trusted advisor. They really have earned that status. What do you think are some of the, or can you talk about somebody that you feel like is like that? You bet. Um, you know, and that's a very good question. I think, you know, of course you, you identify with and secure someone who is, who is best in class in their field, a true expert. Yeah, but you're right, being, a, being, ex, being an expert in your field of uh, work or interest isn't enough in order to, to really propel yourself into being a trusted advisor to business leaders and captains of industry. Uh, what I look for in, in a trusted advisor and, and the examples I've had in my life, for example, uh, my, my legal counsel. I have, you know, I've had very good legal counsel and, and also accounting and tax planning. Uh, council over the course of the last several years, especially as we have grown our our empire nationally, and we've taken um, our dominance here in the Intermountain West and really moved that to to a true coast to coast presence. You know, having an office in Manhattan and an office in downtown L.A. and as far up north as Anchorage, Alaska. Well, having a team of advisors that are actually putting their own self interest at times to the side and 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 really putting your interests first and and being a confidant and and helping you identify you know the potholes that lie ahead inevitably and helping you navigate around those is is really key but i think you know loyalty is is it's tough to teach it's uh, it's 
tough to uh, to develop and bottle. I mean, sometimes it's just it's either there or it's not. It's a it's a character trait. But you know, one thing I look for with my trusted advisors and the people that I surround myself with is is real loyalty. You can teach people skills. You can help people develop the skills and you know you know the tools and resources in order to lead a market but uh but actually matching that with you know the character traits you know loyalty integrity honesty i mean you know, that i'd i'd i would take someone who is loyal honest and has integrity all day long over someone who happens to be the most skilled practitioner in their field i love it i think it's a great place to end for part one Please make sure to check back for part two of our episode with Brandon as we talk more about this subject. Thanks for listening. Well, that's it for the episode. One other thing I wanted to tell you about, if you remember the guys from Convoy uh, in episodes back, Ken Free and Trent Mano, I went on one of their CEO trips to New York and I met a guy named Brent Thompson, very successful entrepreneur. He was former CEO of Jive Communications, big uh, company now, I think three or $400 million. Anyways, he, uh, he started a new company called blipbillboards.com. I'm super stoked they're a sponsor now. But I, I remember a year and some ago when I met him, I thought it was genius. Instead of having to buy six months or a year's worth of billboard uh, for thousands of dollars, you can buy eight seconds at a time for like 10 or 20 cents. You pick what billboard you want it on, what time of day you want it to run. And it just puts so much power in the hands of, of marketers and CEOs who want to try something and see if it works. You can buy as many or as few as you want, change it as many times as you want. Uh, I think now our podcast is being advertised on billboards in like 18 different states because we have these guys as sponsors. We're pretty excited about it. Hope you check out blipbillboards.com. Thanks. Now's the time to find your color, your paint, and everything to get started during red, white, and blue savings at the Home Depot. Transforming your room is easier than ever. With the best deals online and in-store, you can confidently select your color and the tools for your next paint project. Get a colorful new experience and the right paint for the right price. Save $10 on one gallon and $40 off three and five gallons for a limited time only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 25 gallons per household. See store for details.